When I was working for Charisma Magazine, I was editor of Charisma. I covered all sorts of stories over the eight years I was there. I covered, you know, you know, David Wilkerson passing away. I covered megachurch scandals. I covered the persecuted church. I covered societal trends. I covered all kinds of things when I was editor of Charisma. But one of the most difficult stories I ever covered was when, uh, 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 what's his, uh, Rick Warren, his son passed, his son committed suicide. His son was 27 years old. This was in 2013, and his son committed suicide. And you know Pastor Rick Warren. He's the purpose-driven life guy. He's got the mega church out there, Saddleback Church. And he shared that his son had struggled with dark holes of depression and suicidal thoughts for years. And so if you've had suicidal thoughts or you know someone that has, or if you've lost someone to suicide... This may be a difficult message to hear, but I'm believing it's also going to save lives. And I believe the church should lead the conversation on suicide. And it's a big taboo. People don't want to discuss it, but it's a real thing. And you'd be surprised. I'm not going to give you the stats, but you'd be surprised how many Christians suffer and struggle with suicidal thoughts. It is not all that uncommon. And so we need to address these issues in the church. According to the CDC, the number of suicides each year in America is almost double the number of homicides. So all these homicides make in the news, but it's almost twice as many suicides. That's sad that we have an issue. People are broken, and I believe that society is breaking people. The hustle culture, comparing what you look like to what the supermodel looks like. Come on, comparing your lifestyle to, you know, megachurch. It's, it's an issue, and we need to be rooted and grounded in Christ. But even in the church, there's a lot of comparison. There's a lot of competition. Every 11 minutes, someone say every 11 minutes, one person commits suicide. That means while we were worshiping, four people took their lives. I know this is a sobering message, but we need to hear it because we have the answer. The church has the answer. His name is Jesus. But if we're not willing to talk about these things, if we want to leave them in the dark, what happens? People are ashamed. They feel stigmatized. They won't open up. And many times they die tragic deaths. We've seen pastors, many, many pastors commit suicide. I covered, I don't know how many pastoral suicides when I was editor Charisma. One after another, after another. We need to talk about this. Suicide is, listen, the leading cause of death for people aged 15 to 24. The enemy is trying to take out a generation before they can even meet Jesus. But even after they know Jesus, the enemy is trying to take out that generation. It's not just through transgenderism and LGBTQXYZ, LMNOP. It's not all that. The enemy is trying to take them out to get them to turn on themselves and kill themselves. It's beyond cutting. Cutting was just the beginning of this fad, this trend. And we're seeing this generation being taken out by the enemy. How many of you know somebody between 15 and 24? A lot of them are struggling and they're not sharing because they don't want to feel judged. Some studies say suicide is the second leading cause of death in our day. But all these drugs for cancer, and we need that, okay, fine. All these anti-cigarette smoking, we need that, that's fine. All, the, all this HIV testing, that's wonderful. But suicide is a silent killer, and it's not even much reported in the news. We just shh. 
But God addresses suicide in his word. Listen, it may surprise you to learn there's seven suicides in the Bible. Seven suicides in the Bible. Why would he chronicle that? Because he wanted us to see it. He wants us to talk about it. He wants us to navigate it. He wants us to deal with it. He wants us to know that this is an assignment of the enemy against his people. Look at this. Samson, I'm not going to share them all, I'm going to share a few. Samson, Judges 16, 28 through 30. Samson prayed for God to strengthen him one last time, right? One last time. He wanted to get revenge on the Philistines for them gouging out his eyes. And he said, let me die with the Philistines. And then Samson pushed the pillars and they fell and all the whole structure fell on everybody, including him. And he died. He took his own life. He chose to die rather than be in bondage to the Philistines. And some people, they choose to die rather than being in bondage to drugs, rather than being in bondage to pornography, rather than being in bondage to whatever they're in bondage in their mind. People choose to escape. Everybody's looking for a way of escape, but the way of escape is Jesus. He is our way of escape. But the enemy pounds on people's minds and tries to tell them, God doesn't love you. It's too late for you. Nothing's ever going to change. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. And the spirit of suicide needs to be bound in the name of Jesus because it's taking out people young and old. Now they have a new law that's passing in one of these nations where you can, if you have a mental illness, you can just decide to be Kevorkian. You can decide to, you can decide to have assisted suicide if you have mental health issues. That's a plot. That's a law. That's an idea that came from the wicked one. Jesus came to give us life in abundance to the full until it overflows. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the church needs to start talking about suicide because we're losing too many. Not just many of our own. We're losing people that are dying and going to hell without knowing Jesus. Samson. Samson was one of them. Then we see King Saul. King Saul and his armor bearer both committed suicide. It's 1 Samuel 31. Uh, 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 um, uh, uh, Saul was, he was already wounded, and he was concerned that the Philistines would capture him and torture him. So he said to his armor bearer, let your sword thrust through me and kill me. And his armor bearer said, ah, I don't think so. I'm not going to do that. No. So Saul took his own life. He fell on his sword. And then his assistant, knowing what had happened, he fell on his sword. And it was a double suicide. They both killed each other. Or they both killed themselves, rather. Ahithophel. 2 Samuel 17, 23. God chronicled all these instances. Ahithophel. Ahithophel was one of David's advisors. And scripture says that he spoke the oracles of God. He had the word of the Lord in his mouth. He was so wise. But David prayed that God would confuse the counsel of Ahithophel. Because Ahithophel had sided with Absalom. And so David left Jerusalem. He prayed and Absalom did not receive Ahithophel's counsel. So Ahithophel felt rejected. He saddled up his donkey. He went home. He got his affairs in order and he hung himself. Suicide, it's all through the pages of the Bible. Zimri in 1 Kings 16, 18, 1 Kings 16, 18, when Zimri saw, Zimri took over the kingship by force. He launched a coup and he took over the kingship. And then he, he, you know, they were all going to take him. And so he went inside the, the building and he burned it to the ground with himself in it. He killed Himself, he committed 
suicide. Judas, hello. This is the only suicide in the New Testament. Judas, after betraying Jesus, he threw the blood money into the temple. He went away and he hanged himself. So none of these suicides, listen, none of these suicides are portrayed in a positive light. God didn't tell any, God did not tell them to commit suicide. God did not tell them to take their life. God, this idea did not come from God. As a matter of fact, God says, thou shalt not murder. And what is suicide? It is self-murder. And I don't believe it is ever God's will for someone to take their own life. Why? Because we were created in his image. We were created for a purpose. Our times are on in his hands. He is the one who calls us home. It's not up to us. In scripture, in scripture, we see seven different, so we see seven suicides, but we also see seven other people who asked God to take their life. Elijah, Jonah, there were seven people in scripture that said, Lord, I I just want to live. I don't want to live anymore. This is too hard for me. I don't want to do this. Just take my life. God didn't answer them. He did not answer that prayer. He did not answer that prayer. Why? Because it's not his will. He doesn't answer prayers that aren't his will. It's not his will for us to kill ourselves. Today we're going to talk about three angles on suicide. We're going to talk about three different angles on suicide. Because the church needs to lead this conversation. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, this is a somber topic, but I know there's people listening to me right now. I know that I know that I know that I know there's people listening to me right now that have had or still battle with suicidal thoughts. And, Father, I'm asking you to equip us as a church to deal with this according to your spirit and those that are having suicidal thoughts, I ask you, Father, to help them to cast down these vain imaginations because these, these thoughts did not come from you. Help them, Lord. Help them to seek help. And those who have lost someone to suicide, Lord, I ask you to comfort them today and give them a resolve to be part of the answer. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Jennifer LeClaire. I hope you enjoyed that portion of the message. You can watch the rest of the message at www.ahop.online. View the message throughout the week. Become an official Web Church member. Go deeper with me. Get into the virtual life group, my virtual prayer line, my virtual pastoral advice, virtual prophecy rooms, healing rooms, and deliverance rooms, and so much more. Get official at ahop.online slash webchurch. Or watch the messages through the week. They're free to watch. Just register at ahop.online.